This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 842. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 842. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community, so be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday if you're listening in live time. Also, if you're listening in live time, we're coming out of, well, when when this goes live, I don't know if we'll be out of it, but we're in a cold snap (laughs) as I record this, like across the entire US. So if you are listening from anywhere in the US, I hope you're warm. (laughs) Here it is quite cold, but sunny, so I'll take it. I actually went running today with Vinny, um, which was fun, and he decided to bring his basketball So he ran and dribbled while I ran, but it was like layers on layers on layers. (laughs) And he was trying to run while dribbling the basketball with gloves on, which was not working. So he went glove free while dribbling a basketball. Not me. I mean, mama needs her fingertips covered. It is cold out there. We, I don't know that I've in my 48 years of life ever had you know, when you watch like news headlines, it'll say like, you know, the Northeast is experiencing this, you know, a winter storm advisory or what have you. I don't know that I've ever seen like the whole country under winter weather advisory, but here we are. The mountain that we ski at, uh, they just had their lowest temperatures ever recorded. And it was, 
I think it was negative 32 degrees and they ended up having to close the mountain on Saturday of a holiday weekend, which was, I'm sure, a huge bummer for them from a revenue generation standpoint. But their fuel lines that like fuel the chairlifts froze. So like the fuel couldn't get through the fuel lines to fuel the chairlifts. So no one could, you know, get to the top of the runs to ski the mountain. So it's just a lot. I know that Vince, my husband Vince, came into the kitchen the other day and he's like, they canceled an NFL game because of the cold. Like just, you know, <laughs> here we are. All sorts of things. So I hope that you're staying cozy, staying warm and able to find a little bit of joy and maybe adventure in this historic moment weather-wise. And if you're in a place where you've lost power or it's, you know this has created chaos in your lives, sending lots of love and hoping that you can get through this quickly and hoping maybe this episode will like bring you some joy. And maybe this episode will bring you a little lesson that you can look back on so that you can embrace these hard this hard moment, if you're in a hard moment, to use it for power moving forward. So we're going to talk today about looking back in order to look forward. And I've talked about this before in other episodes, but I want to look at this through a really unique lens today. I've been in the situation as we've crossed between 2023 and into 2024 to not only do some own self-reflective work, but also to walk other people through self-reflective work. And seeing this kind of play out in three different contexts made me realize that this might be really, really helpful for everyone as I've seen it kind of play out in different ways in the work that I'm doing and then in my own life as well. So I want to talk about kind of what I've witnessed and then what we can do with that. So I have been working on my grad school application off and on for the last couple of months. And it's taken me a couple of months, not because it's a really rigorous or lengthy process, but just because I sit down and focus on it for a little bit and only make like so much progress. And then I walk away for like three weeks and then I go back. So it's been like a lot of just returning to the same thing. But one of the things I've had to do is um, write a resume. And I have not written a resume in like 20 years. The last time I wrote a resume was when I had gotten done with personal, done getting my um, two-year degree to become a personal trainer. So when I got done with my four-year degree and in 1998, in order to get the job that I got after that working in a psychiatric hospital with children, I had a resume for that season of life. And then when I went back to school a handful of years later to get my two-year degree in personal training, I then had to write a resume in order to get, you know, get a new job and be new professional in that field. And I remember writing that resume to be when I was becoming a personal trainer. And I remember having to figure out how to write a resume that made it look like I had experience, even though my past work experience was working with children in a psychiatric hospital and doing like kind of group therapy kinds of stuff. And I was like, how can I like make this seem like I'd be a really great personal trainer? And it felt like a real big leap for me. And I remember talking to my teachers and having some of them help me figure out different ways to like make myself look really qualified and ready because I did not feel like I looked qualified on paper at all. So I went through that process and that would have been in like probably 2002, 2003. And I have not written a resume since then. So I didn't even know to where, where to begin. Luckily, my husband has been in this, not luckily, but it has been helpful that my husband's been in this process since being laid off in June. So he showed me his resume and he's gone, like done hours and hours and hours of research on like, how do you write a, the best resume and like to override the all the AI algorithms and all this different stuff, which I don't need for grad school. But he definitely had some pointers. And then I was able to actually use a lot of my stuff from LinkedIn, which thankfully I've updated somewhat and kept somewhat updated over the last few years. But it was still a lot to write a resume. And it was a little bit of a daunting process. But what it made me realize was 
all the ways that I'm super qualified to go back to grad school. And when you're own, in your own little bubble, it's really easy to overlook where you're at and where you've been and just think like, well, compared to other people, like it's not that big of a deal. I haven't done that much or other people are going to have, you know, other more impressive things than me and why bother? But when you look back, especially if you're looking back over the course of like, in my case, 20 years, or if you're looking back over the course of, you know, even five to 10 years, when we look back, we can start to see all these things that have happened. And I'm bringing this up because this has been such a confidence builder in terms of looking at what I've done professionally over the last 20 years, since 2003 specifically. But before that, from 1998 on, like 1998 is when I first entered the workforce as a professional, um, and really seeing how everything I've done has prepared me for the things that I want to do next. And I'm really thinking through, I'm calling it my next 20. And when I think through my next 20 and the next 20 years, what I want to do professionally, I want to keep doing a lot of the things that I'm doing now. But there's also some other things that I want to do. And that's a big reason I'm going back to grad school. I want to get some foundational education in leadership theory and organizational leadership theory and things like that. And I'm realizing now how so much of the stuff that I've done has been stepping stones to get me there. So I feel very ready now. And it's been pretty cool to look back and see how the last two decades, more than two decades, has really prepared me and has given me a lot of experience and a lot of knowledge and wisdom at this point that I can use moving forward. And that has been huge in building my confidence. I think that when we go into new things, whether you're looking for a new job or looking to change professions or looking to go back to school, we forget about all the things that we've done. And we only think about like the thing that we're doing right now. And we were like, "Mm, I don't know, is like, is that going to be enough? And when we look at things over a longer chunk of time and across different areas of our lives, all of a sudden we can see, oh, wait, like I'm super ready for this. And I've talked about this with motherhood. Like if you're looking to get back into the workforce after having children and you've been out of the workforce for a little while, it can be very easy to feel like, oh, am I ready? Am I qualified? Like all these other people have been gaining traction while I haven't been gaining professional traction. But when we look at, oh, wait, but like you've been home running a household, which is, by the way, project management, and you have been like negotiating peace between toddlers, which, by the way, is massive leadership right there. And you've been doing all this multitasking and you've been having to be a really great time manager and you've had to get, you know, three different kids to carpools in three different places. Like all those things actually do contribute to how ready you are to be in a working environment where you might need to be adaptable and nimble and fast on your feet and creative and innovative and all these different things. And so when we can look at and organize for sure. So when we look at those things, all of a sudden we can see, oh, I am totally ready for this thing. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, 
IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. So I had this experience a week ago. I did a training, my first training of 2024 for a group of leaders. And one of the things we worked on, one of the things I do in a lot of my trainings, whether it's in corporate organizations, nonprofits, teams, like, and I've done this with Shameless Moms. I've done it with lots of different moms groups and lots of different women's groups as well, where I've made connections through the podcast, is I take women through building what I call a self-trust resume. And I took some people through this last week at this training that I was doing. And the training was on thought leadership and communication confidence. And whenever I take people through this exercise, building their self-trust resumes, people are always, always very surprised by the things that they learn about themselves. And what I have folks do in this exercise is I have you look back at where you've been What are the things that you've been through where you have had to be courageous? And sometimes by choice and sometimes by chance. So when you look back over the course of your entire life, where have you had to be courageous and lean into your self-trust and really count on yourself and show up in hard ways? personally, professionally, by choice or by chance. And so when I say by choice or by chance, it's like some of those times we've chosen those things. I've chosen to go back to school. I've chosen a new career path. I've chosen to run a half marathon. And other times it's by chance. This really hard thing happened. I was laid off. 
you know, there was a death in the family. I went through a divorce, went through a pandemic. Like I, you know, had another loss or trauma or grief in some other aspect of my life, having, you know, maybe had to endure either mental health crises or physical health crises or some sort of illness or prolonged illness, like all these different things. And when we look back and we look at what we come up with in terms of where have I had to show up and be courageous in my life by choice or by chance over the course of however long you want to look back through, we can suddenly see, holy cow, like I've had to get through some stuff. And that can be really eye-opening. And then I ask people to look at where are you at right now? Like, what are you sitting in right now that is in, you know, putting you in a position where you have to assert yourself and you have to be confident and you have to trust yourself and you have to listen to what you think is right. And then I have people look at where do you want to go? When you look at where you've been and you look at where you're at right now, where do you want to go moving forward? And so that's the first part of the exercise. And then we from there go into this second part of building out the self-trust resume, which is really cool. And we put together those first three pieces and create a little bit more of a formal resume with it. And what's so cool by the end is that people always can look back and I always get a ton of feedback around what people didn't realize they were qualified to do moving forward and how they were selling themselves short because they hadn't looked back to see where they'd been in order to recognize that they're so qualified to go wherever they want to go moving forward. So when we think about looking back in order to move forward, it's the looking back that gives us the courage and the confidence and reminds us, wait, you've already been here. You've already been through something hard. You've already been through something where you didn't know if you could make it work out or you didn't know if you could figure it out or you didn't know if you were ready or qualified. And you figured it out and you did it and you were qualified and you got through it and it was great or maybe it was really hard. Maybe it was a total fail, but you figured out all these things on the way and it became a major life experience or major learning experience. So when we're looking back, forward at something that feels big and overwhelming and daunting, the biggest way we can build our confidence is to look back and recognize, wait, hold on, where have I already proven that I'm really good at doing these things? And I have had to lean on that so much as an entrepreneur, especially in the last four years since the pandemic. I cannot even tell you how many times I've had to be like, hold on, you've been here before. Like moments where I've been panicking, scared, unsure, uncertain, like, do I go down this path or that path? Do I shut it all down? Like, where do we go from here? And I look back and I'm like, you've been here before. You were here before in 2008 when the economy collapsed. You were here before when you couldn't find a gym space. You were 36 weeks pregnant and you had to move your buildings and you didn't have a new space to lease and you had to find a space to move your whole entire business when you were 36 weeks pregnant. You have been here before where you did not know how things were going to turn out, where you couldn't figure anything out, where you felt hands up in the air, completely helpless and overwhelmed, and you've always figured it out. So when you can look back and kind of build that little self-trust resume, whether you're doing it mentally or you're doing it, you know, writing it out on a piece of paper and going through a really formal exercise that can give you that lens through which you can see like, oh yeah, like I can do this. The third thing I've been navigating as we've crossed over between or as we're in this transition process between years, between 2023, 2024, one of the things I do at the end of every year is I close out my books, like which, you know, I have to do for taxes. Like I have to close out my books, look at revenue, look at money made and profit and loss and expenses and projections and all sorts of things. And parts of it are like super annoying and time consuming, although I do this monthly, so it actually goes pretty fast at the end of the year. But what I was noticing as I closed out this year was I was noticing the percentages of revenue and like, oh, hmm, interesting. Like I made way more money speaking this year than I thought I would make relative to other streams of revenue within the business. And so there were certain things that I intentionally sunsetted, certain programs where I'm not offering them anymore. And there was some intentionality around that because I did want to build up speaking, but I was like, oh, wow, like I really built up speaking. 
like five times more speaking revenue than 2022, which was really awesome and exciting to see that number and kind of see how it flushed out at the end of the year. And noticing that and realizing like, oh, wow, this is going where I want it to go. Like, oh my gosh, it's working. I've spent a lot of time over the last couple of years, like sometimes trudging my way through trying to gain visibility as a speaker and get the gigs I want to get and get my name out there and be able to build the speaking resume that I really want to build. And it's felt pretty painstaking at times. And I was told that it would eventually like my speaking coach actually said to me, she's like, at some point, there's this like tipping point and there's this momentum. But when before you get to that tipping point, it just feels like up an uphill slog. And I really felt the uphill slog part of it for quite a while. And I hit the tipping point this year. And I had a sense of that. And especially near the end of the year, kind of in terms of what I already had booked for the new year and conversations I was having and just feelers I had out there and things in the pipeline. I was like, okay, I know I'm in a really different place than a year ago. But to see the numbers on paper was really exciting. So I saw that. And then I started noticing kind of other things just from a revenue perspective, where I was like, oh, like this went that way. And that went that way. And I shut this thing down. And shutting things down feels like success to me, not like failure. I didn't shut things down because they were failing. I shut things down because I wanted to be intentional about the direction that I was going in terms of what I wanted to build long term and what what I want to be sustainable long term. And so it was cool to see how that played out. But then I thought, the other thing that's really interesting is a huge part of this year for me was when my husband got laid off in uh, June, that I suddenly became the breadwinner. And that is not a role that I've, I have been in that role before, but it's not a role that I saw coming. Obviously, we didn't know who's getting laid off. And it was not a role I felt prepared for. I definitely did not feel prepared for that role. And it was definitely like a, oh, crap, can I make this work? Can we swing this kind of a thing? And I totally made it work. I have done a like patting myself on the back here, but like I've totally killed it being the breadwinner the last six months, seven months. It's gone really well. I've continued to have to be really strategic and really intentional, but it's gone really well. And I thought, wow, I can't imagine in January of 2023, a year ago, if someone said, hey, in June, you're going to be the sole provider for the family, like I would have pooped my pants. I would have been like, I mean, no. <laughs> like I have a business that's successful, but in terms of kind of our financial responsibilities and the things we do in terms of taking care of ourselves and others, I was like, Ugh, I don't know, like this it just feels real scary. And I did it. And that feels huge to me. And what's been really, really cool about that is that it has put so much ease around my constant anxious money mindset. I have a lot of anxiety around money. I think it's because of the way I was raised and some of the stuff that kind of the mindset around me around money growing up. But I have realized in having our money and budgeting be the most restrictive it's ever been that I have found the most ease with the money we have. And that has been a game changer. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. 
I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. So when I think about building, like looking forward and where I want to go and looking back to be able to see like, oh, wow, you had to constrict and restrict in ways that you didn't see coming, that you hadn't planned for, and that you didn't think you could do. And it wasn't that hard it just was like being strategic, (laughs) that that helps me see that I can stop worrying about every single bump in the road when it comes to the ups and downs of entrepreneurial revenue, (laughs) which is 20 years I've had this of like, this ups and downs, the peaks and valleys of running my own business, which is really, really common. You're like, oh, this was a great month or a great quarter or a great year, but like no guarantees on next month or next quarter or next year. It always feels like you're kind of starting from zero. Like whatever that time chunk of time you're looking at that went great, you're like, okay, but like now I'm starting at zero on the first day of a new month or starting at zero the first day of a new quarter. And money mindset, people will tell you to not look at it that way, but just like that's how I look at it. And it does feel not always like I'm starting over, but I am always like noticing and comparing to the past or noticing and comparing to like my best month ever or my best year ever and noticing are things growing and if they're growing at the rate and the percentage that I want them to and all these different kinds of things. And so to be like, oh, things were really different this year, didn't see any of it coming and it was successful is really a game changer in terms of how I view my ability to manage money in unpredictable times moving forward. And I've, I don't think I've ever trusted myself with that before. I think I've always been really worried that if we were to hit a really big bump, like what would we do? And what if we had to go through all our savings? And what if we had to do this? And oh my gosh, and having to sit with some of those decision-making and some of those decision-making moments around like, okay, well, what are we going to do? If things get to this point, what's the next step? Made me realize that there's always so many more options than you think and that we can figure things out pretty quickly. We're in a very, very fortunate position that we have some options. But even within that being really fortunate, I had to acknowledge that I can trust that we can figure things out. And I can trust that the resources that we've spent a lot of time building are there for these kinds of moments. And I can trust that 
I can restrict and constrict. We as a family can do that as well. And that can carry us a really long way. And so that's been just a huge, huge gift. And I feel a lot of peace moving forward. In fact, even this like going back to grad school piece, which initially I was like, oh, it's not just the pain for grad school, which is pretty significant, but it's also if I'm in grad school and I end up working less, which is not my goal. My goal is to still work full time. But if it ends up that I'm making less money because of my focus on school, like how will we endure that? And I've really been able to let go of all that because I now can see that we can figure things out in all these different ways I hadn't previously considered when it comes to money. And also like God bless student loans because that will be very helpful for me moving into this program. So that's been really, really cool. So those three things, it's like going through the grad school process and having to look, build this resume and look back at my professional career for the last 20 plus years has been hugely eye-opening in terms of looking back and building confidence in my ability to move forward. Being in these training situations where I walk all these people through this exercise of looking back in order to move forward and trust themselves has been so eye-opening as I have person after person have this aha, these ahas around that and like, oh my gosh, I never thought of that. And now I can see how I am totally qualified and I can see how I can get over this imposter syndrome and I can shut down this inner critic and I can really qualify myself moving forward because now I can see on paper how I'm so ready, qualified, worthy of whatever it is I want to go after. That's been an amazing incredible thing. It's been so beautiful to see that in so many people and groups and teams and organizations that I've served. And then being able to close out books and at the end of a year and look back over the course of that year and see like, oh, I didn't know this was going to change that way. And I didn't know I'd have to do this. And I didn't know this would work out that way. And being able to then recognize like, oh, wow, because you were able to figure that out, it means that you're really good at this, or it means that you're not as bad as that thing as you thought. Or it means that like, when it's time to get scrappy, here's what you know how to do that you didn't know you knew how to do. (laughs) And so those are all really eye-opening things. And so I wanted to use those three examples for you to look back and see, or give yourself permission to look back to see where have you done things in the past that could give you the confidence and boost to be courageous to go after all the things you want to go after moving forward. And I think sometimes we get really caught up in where we're at right now and the emotions that can be consumed in a moment, whether that's fear or anxiety or confusion or discouragement or just uncertainty, all those different things that we we might be sitting in. Sometimes when we're consumed by that, we can't look back to be like, oh, wait, like I've done bigger things. I've conquered harder hills. I've, you know, I've overcome bigger obstacles. So I can totally get through this thing too. Or I've been able to, you know, adapt in this way in the past, which means I can adapt in this way moving forward. I've taken risks in the past and this is what it's looked like, even when it got messy. So that means I can take this risk and even if it gets messy, I know what I need to do. And when we can do that, we can then, I think with ease and eagerness, which I think is important, ease and eagerness, we can move forward to go after the things that we really want and be excited about them. I don't want to go into a new year or into a new season in life, going back to school or building my business in a new way or anything like that with a sense of anxiety and worry about what if I can't do it. I want to go into everything with a sense of ease that I already have proof that I can absolutely do this thing because I've taken myself mentally through this exercise so many different times because I've had to, I've gotten way, way better at that. And it's made all the difference so much better at being able to look at the thing that's in front of me that feels big and daunting and maybe insurmountable, but then looking back and seeing like, oh, wait, 
this thing and that thing that you already did, they qualify you to get over this next hill, even if it's a bigger hill than before. And that can create ease and excitement and eagerness where I think, oh my gosh, I don't know exactly how I'm going to get there. And I don't know exactly what it's going to look like. But I know based on where I've been that I can do some big hard things again. And I know what how great it feels to be at the top of the mountain. I know that feeling and I want to feel it again. And I think that sometimes when people see some of the choices I make to go after scary things and go after things where I'm like, uh, I'm really nervous about this. I don't know how it's going to turn out. I'm kind of chasing the high. I'm kind of chasing the high at being at the top of the mountain. So I want to invite you to do the same. If you've been at the top of the mountain before, what can you pick for yourself? What can you choose? What direction can you go that leads you to the top of the next mountain where you can stand at the top of that mountain and be like, I just climbed that. Me. I just did that. I want that for you this year. I want that for you moving forward, whether you're listening to this at the beginning of 2024 or not. I want that for you moving forward in terms of whatever it is you're looking at that feels big in front of you. So I hope this was helpful. I hope that this gave you some tips. Please go back and listen to the part about building the self-trust resume. Again, if that's an exercise that would be valuable for you, I think it would be valuable for you. Just going through those three steps that I mentioned, I think can be really, really, really insightful and give you just, I think it can really illuminate what you are ready for that you didn't know you were ready for. And as we work through all of this, as I go to climb bigger mountains and you go to climb bigger mountains, please remember that I'm in this with you always. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory. Two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And this is our new podcast, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. What happens when your creative spark just seems to disappear? Gone. Poof. Bye. See ya. What happens when life gets in the way of your creativity instead of nourishing it? That's what happened to Molly and me. We felt like the thing that drove us creatively stopped working and impending doom had in fact impended. Totally. So we decided to do something about it. And that was 
steal ideas about getting unstuck from the most creative people we can find. We talk to guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. And we're not just talking Bob Ross type paint on paper artists here, though we talk to them too. We're talking to actors, creative directors, dancers, and people who are working hard to be their best creative selves in a world that can sometimes feel real uncreative. We all have something to teach each other, so let's steal their ideas together. Join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Pandemics, school calendars, world events, lack of sleep, oh, get out of their life gunk. And let's get back to your best creative self. Subscribe to Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. You're not going to want to miss an episode. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking